Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, my contributor is A.B. Burns Tucker, law student and host of I Am Legally Hype. Should be an amazing breakdown. All right, I told you the character of the Trump movement is rooted in violence. One of the members, a Republican, one of the members of the January 6th committee has been receiving death threats that include his family. Here's some of it. I guess I can't say a whole lot more other than I'll you naturally die as quickly as possible, you piece of You backstabbing son of a Go against Trump, y'all know y'all setting up for life like a damn dog. Hey, you little Gonna come protest in front of your house this weekend. You know who your family is, and we're gonna get you, get the little. Wife, go get your kids, you little. You son of a. You gave $200 to that black that killed Ashley Babbitt. I hope some somebody like him kills your nasty mom or your nasty wife. It's not a threat, it's a hope. Wrath of the Lord God Almighty come upon you, your health, your family, your home, your livelihood. And may I pray. If it be God's will that you suffer. As you notice, it sounds as if everyone who left a threatening voicemail was born in the same household. We have more. This was Representative Adam Kinzinger's reality while he was one of two Republicans serving on the committee to investigate the terrorist attack of January 6th. Notice, that none of the individuals who left a voicemail said anything about the substance of the investigation. Here's more. Yeah. We're gonna get you. We know where you live. We're coming to your house. Gonna get you, my you little. You're the biggest piece of politician in the world. Why don't you just leave and go away and shut your you, you're a horrible, horrible garbage person. You Americans are garbage. You knew that this threat that you got is nothing but a fraud. You did it or- You're gonna swing for treason, you communist. You have hey, you little Are you Les Cheney's You two little we're gonna get you. Coming to your house, son. Gonna get you and Les Cheney. Gonna get you two little. Singer, <laughs> I'm so glad you're leaving because you're a piece of. And there's my message for you. You're a Democratic operative and a Obama. You. 
fucking on. Everything about you, you you, you lousy Marxist traitor, you Pelosi you and Liz Cheney can both go to hell. you, you big baby, you rotten pile of dog you, you, you. Most news shows are playing very small parts of those voicemails. Others are not playing it at all, simply reciting based on transcript at Indisputable. I thought it was important that you heard all of it and you understood the context. The context is very simple. This individual, who by the way, I disagree with 95% of the time, this Republican had the audacity to actually stand for truth in relationship to what happened to the country on January 6, 2021. Remember when I said that those on the right, those part of this Trump movement have become so radicalized that they really are not identifiable as conservatives, but something much different. Remember, you have not heard those on the left when let's say President Biden or even previous President Barack Obama did something that was antithetical to the movement on the left. You did not hear people on the left leave voice messages saying that they were going to somehow exterminate the family of the president or those who supported that agenda or the lawmakers who voted in that direction. You see the right, they advocate for personalities, not policy. They are indoctrinated to believe in a person and not believe in the progress of this nation. Representative Adam Kinzinger is no stranger to controversy as he is one of only two Republicans on the House Select Committee investigating Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election and then presidents and then the president's actions leading up to the deadly January 6, 2021 riot at the Capitol. Since nine other House Democrats since joining those Democrats, including January 6 Committee Vice Chair Liz Cheney of Wyoming in voting to impeach Trump in 2021 for incitement of insurrection, Representative Kinzinger has been a constant target of online vitriol. On Tuesday, he released a compilation of threatening voicemail messages left by apparent Trump supporters. And there's another revelation that recently came out. A top aide at the White House testified about Trump's insanity, all right? That he was so full of anger, he was so inappropriate that he tried to literally drive to the Capitol and lead the effort to overturn democracy. Another top Trump White House aide has now agreed to publicly testify before the House Select Committee investigating the attack on the US Capitol, according to CNN. Sarah Matthews, who served as deputy press secretary in the Trump White House until resigning shortly after the January 6th attack, has been subpoenaed by the House Select Committee investigating the insurrection and has agreed to testify at an upcoming hearing according to two sources with knowledge of the investigation. Okay, well good for the January 6th committee. Now we traffic in truth at Indisputable and the reality is while she received a subpoena, you know who has not? Jenny Thomas has not received a subpoena, the wife of Clarence Thomas and she should. Former Vice President Mike Pence has not received a subpoena and he should. Uh, Dan Quayle, to be quite frank with you, should receive a subpoena as well. He has come up now in the investigation. Okay, AB, what are your thoughts on this? 
Yeah, so I think that this type of behavior, these voicemails just show how easily manipulative this particular base is. Trump created a market not based on politics, right? Not based on constitutional values, but a market based on hate and based on violence. And I think what this shows is that these individuals don't realize that they are further aiding and embedding an insurrection. You all lost the election and you lost the election most of you because you didn't vote. Let's be honest about that. Had you come out and voted the way you were supposed to, as opposed to listening to your last leader about not utilizing the mail-in ballots or not showing up, then maybe we would have a different story. But at this point, I mean, you know, when you don't have the the law behind you, what do you do? Use the facts. So if you don't have the the law behind them at this point, they're just using violence. At the end of the day. They lost the election. I think that we need to also realize most of this base probably doesn't have cable TV or the proper channels to get you know the right information to even follow this hearing appropriately. So at this point, you know, we need to be very careful and mindful of the direction that our democracy is going into because there are a lot of people who agree that the election was stolen and at any cost they are willing to stand by that rhetoric. Yeah, and we're living in an unprecedented time of what's called confirmation bias, where individuals are able to seek and obtain the confirmation of their own bias in a way that you could not, let's say, 20 years ago. So that definitely plays a role. Now, let me take you to the mass shooting that took place on July 4th. Mass shootings are tragic, but literally, virtually, Every white conservative commentator blamed everything and everybody but the shooter or guns. Here's Tucker Carlson. Look at Robert Bobby Cremo. Would you sell a gun to that guy? Does he seem like a nutcase? Of course he does. So why didn't anyone raise an alarm? Well, maybe because he didn't stand out. Maybe because there are a lot of young men in America who suddenly look and act a lot like this guy. The sudden attack is just true. Like Cremo, they inhabit a solitary fantasy world of social media, porn, and video games. They're high on government-endorsed weed. Smoke some more, it's good for you. They're numbed by the endless psychotropic drugs that are handed out at every school in the country by crackpots posing as counselors. And of course, they're angry. They know that their lives will not be better than their parents. They'll be worse. That's all but guaranteed. They know that, they're not that stupid. And yet the authorities in their lives, mostly women, never stops lecturing them about their so-called privilege. You're male, you're privileged. Imagine that, try to imagine an unhealthier, unhappier life than that. So a lot of young men in America are going nuts. Are you surprised? Yeah, it seems as if he's justifying the activity of this particular mass shooter. He is blaming women as well as the authorities in general and some government backed marijuana that obviously Tucker is probably on himself. The interesting factor here is that Tucker is not the only one, here's more. Now on the mass shooting in Illinois, indications are that Robert Cremo was a regular pot user. Now one look at him and to the untrained eye, he looks like a complete psychotic. Have you ever seen anyone looking like him? And what can regular pot use trigger in young men in particular? Psychosis and other violent personality changes, not everyone, but a significant percentage. Less than 1%, but that's called a significant percentage according to her. That's why she did not cite the percentage study. In addition to that, remember, none of these hosts have said one word about the fact that policies passed by state governments permitted this mass shooter and other mass shooters 
to purchase, obtain, and carry the firearm. Guns, guns, guns. Don't attack the culture. That's the line they have decided to take. They're not talking policy, they're talking rhetoric, but it's working to their audience. Here's what O'Reilly said. But you, JB, are not gonna stop loons, and you won't stop crime, drug crime, drug gangs, because they're minority gangs. That's why you won't stop them, you phony. You aid and abet this murder in Chicago every blanking day. You. Don't be sanctimonious with me. O'Reilly need to sit his ass down. Uh, O'Reilly literally blamed minority gangs for the July 4th mass shooting that had nothing to do with a minority gang. Put up the Three Stooges. All three of these individuals, O'Reilly and the crew, while they do not coordinate their efforts, they're on the same page. Why are they on the same page? They're on the same page because they believe in the same rhetoric and they understand the art of misdirection. You see, change is coming, slow, but it's happening, and they feel it. And so when they feel the pressure, they create commentary. They create directives to deflect you from the reality of what's happening. They don't want their followers, their viewers to realize that the people who are talking to them, well, they're the ones who are part of the problem. All right, AB thoughts on this. So essentially what I think all three people just did was confirm the ideology of replacement theory, right? No matter which way you try to slice it, dice it or blame it. What it shows is that this particular group of people feel like they are being replaced, they're not being seen. They're, the fact that they don't have opportunities that they desire are not problems of their own, but everything outside, all outside entities, be it right, people of color, be it women or whatever the case may be. That is how dangerous this particular ideology is and why we need to get a hold of it now. Um, and we need to do a better job of allowing these type of commentators to spread this type of propaganda. Because what we will continue to see is that young men like this will buy into um, this theory as opposed to just doing the self work. Look within yourself. Well said. Arizona Patriot. They call themselves Patriots still. Uh, this particular so-called leader decides to spray bear mace at protesters. Bear mace, right? Let's go to the video. Another woman got it really bad. It was all over her face. She was completely caked in mace um, and she did have to go to the hospital. Um, myself and my two kids, we ended up going to the fire station um, to use their shower to kind of wash everything out. This is a damn shame, all right? Arizona abortion rights protesters were met with this type of violence because of far right Patriot leader Jennifer Harrison. We got some background on Ms. Harrison. Uh, not only did she mace 
adults who were there, according to the report, multiple minors were affected as well. Here's a photo of Harrison and her car with boyfriend, Michael Pavlock, spraying the Mesa protesters. Okay, it's them, they're doing it. So the question is, well, what led to the attack? The group of roughly two dozen protesters were out all night at the Tempe Beach Park 4th of July celebration. The demonstration ended peacefully. The protesters told ABC 15, they were walking down Mill Avenue. Harrison and a boyfriend pulled up beside them. Now remember, they're walking, it's peaceful, and here comes the violence, all right? Protesters Darian Barrett said he approached the vehicle because he noticed they were right wing agitators. He knew who were flipping out at the group and told them they were done for the night. He said, and I quote, I, I then noticed someone starts walking to the car and I start following along. But this girl did not get as close as I did or was within arm's reach when she was sprayed. Someone then waved a flag in the direction of the car and that person got sprayed. According to Harrison, she was just um, acting in self defense. Once again, the old, well, I feared for my life line. She says, and I quote, I was well within my rights. Protesters converged on my vehicle as I was waiting at a red light. One of them aggressively walked up to my car window and her hand entered my vehicle. So at that point, I was well within my rights to use non-lethal force. But here's the reality, uh, no one reached in her car according to all of the witnesses who were there. Uh, Harrison says the chemical agent dispersed was pepper spray. But let's show the picture. She was seen the week before at another protest holding bear mace, bear mace. Harrison claims she will be cleared of any wrongdoing since she's done this type of thing before during a Black Lives Matter protest in Phoenix. They let her go then, they're gonna let her go now. You see, this is how privilege is empowered. She literally is saying as her defense, well, when I did it to a bunch of black people in Phoenix, I was cleared. And so I will be cleared here. The thing is, the fact that she was cleared in Phoenix gave her privilege the notion, the notion that she will be cleared if she does it again. Tempe police said they have coordinated with witnesses and victims and developed investigative leads. The case is now being investigated by our detectives. We will continue to monitor and hold involved parties accountable. All right, we're gonna continue to follow this. But you know what, she may be right and without media attention, I guarantee you she would have likely gotten away with this all the way. But we're putting the pressure in places where we can and this is one of the ways we do it. AB thoughts on this case. Yeah, unfortunately, she might be right. Um, she might get away with it and it, it's terrible. But I think what we need to realize is look at the intent in this situation, right? If you're gonna claim self-defense, your self-defense, it has to be equal force to the threat, right? You have to be able to justify the threat. There was no threat here. When you show up to a peaceful protest with bear mace, you have no intention on utilizing your constitutional right to peaceably protest. There's no peace within that. At this point, you have now assaulted people, you have committed battery. These are all criminal crimes in which you should be prosecuted for.
well said and we will see. Now remember, she already said, hey, I got away with it in Phoenix. I need to figure out that Phoenix case and put some pressure on that as well because I guarantee the statute of limitation for prosecution has not expired. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Before I do that, remember impact here at TYT, we have spent the past 20 years building a progressive change machine that you are the catalyst for. We have kept a record of our impact on policy, candidates, issues, and more. With support and engagement from the TYT community, we set out to make change happen. That's exactly what we've done. Driving positive change is the foundation of our mission. If you would like to become part of that change, make sure you join. Also, check out the change machine in operation. Go to tyt.com forward slash impacts, all right? Our accomplishments are yours. All right, we got a lot of comments. I'll read as many as I can. I am Sock says, I've been threatened with divine smiting a bunch of times, and I'm still standing. That's the spirit. All right, uh, Rebel Dragon, Dr. Rich, of course, it's the marijuana. Just look at all those mass shootings in Amsterdam. All right, let me lighten the mood a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're you're still still back off. I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. So again, the ocean is a jellyfish. Yeah. Yep. We're at a standoff. Yeah, but uh, you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong. Yeah, you are. Do something entertaining. No parking, no peace. Just read. No parking, no peace. <laughs> Why is it all necessary? You're protesting. I'm going to park my car, go and trail and get somebody else. I'd love to see how this is going to go. You know, when the cops come by, they're going to move okay. you anyway. I'm over there. Let him park. Let him park. Let him park. Can I tell you? Let him park. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. People just want to get their Karen on. Karenicity runs deep in this one. There's more. Forces combined, you can defeat Karenicity. It took the whole damn parking lot and every restaurant, but they did it. Eventually, this Karen, let's put her up for a mask, walked away in utter defeat. AB, 
This is not the proper way to save a parking spot. Well, Karen said these books ain't these boots ain't made for walking. Okay, <laughs> she didn't want to walk nowhere but two steps to the little tequila place she was trying to get into. But um, I don't know what you saw, but I saw a black woman single-handedly <laughs> put Karen in her place because right. it was seventy-eight. Other folks out there could not near one of them get her get it to move, and then the sister pulled up and let her know what it was, and she was up out of there. So, shout it out! It was to black fascinating. Women. There you go, uh, black women to the rescue again. OAN host, all right. One American News. They are telling you the truth about how they do news. Here it is. I'm teaching Gabby how we operate, so she knows how to dominate. When she goes out there on her own, she's gonna do a great job. She's already killing it. We like to target the most outrageous looking people. <laughs> we like, like stereotype. Yes, we stereotype to the fullest extent. <laughs> she's like, oh my god, this one, this person's on one. I'm okay. like, oh, that person looks repulsive. Go. <laughs> <laughs> that person looks repulsive. I'm terrible. Well, first of all, I just gotta say, she's wearing something so cute, and I told her. Um, we're gonna, we need to do a boomerang because her fringe is right here. Don't infringe on Allison's First Amendment. Don't infringe on me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, this right wing Karen is known as Allison Steinberg. Okay, uh, Allison is at it again. This time she's passing down her Karenicity lessons to a Karen in training. That's what's happening here. Uh, let's put up a picture we previously covered. Um, this individual on a Karen segment when she complained about a pride flag hanging in Hunting Beach. Okay, here it is. Now she already told your strategy is to stereotype, okay? To find these bias and ridiculous positions and create stories out of them. That's what she does. She does not follow truth, she follows her bias. Now, fascinating, she still is at One America News. News, okay? She's literally on the record telling you she does everything but the news. No issue, but OAN, Adrian, thoughts on this. You know, it's just, it gets really annoying seeing all these little Tommy Lahren lights out here <laughs> trying to build their name off of hate and oppressing other people when they just really need to go find a real job and actually develop some serious skills that can actually help our society. Because as of right now, all they're doing is sucking up airspace, they're trending occasionally, but at the end of the day, they really just need to be shut down. Yeah, and this has become the state of American media, they um, are okay with presenting a bias, a narrative that's completely antithetical to truth. Um, and it's quite interesting. So I'm asking my producers, uh, you know, invite these silly billies on my program. I will debate both of them at the same time, the Karen and the Karen in training. Uh, would love to give them proper change and correct the narrative if I can. If
uh, is even possible. All right, that's something for you. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. More, 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 more. I want a medium ice cap and a chocolate chunk cookie. But I want service, 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 service. I'm very, very serious. I don't come with. That man needs his medium ice cap and his chocolate chunk cookie, damn it. All right, uh, this male Karen obviously is out of line. Uh, here's the thing, all right, I've worked in service industries. I've worked in restaurants, I've waited tables, I've been a cashier, I've done all of that. That's not how you talk to people, sir, even if you are feeding for your daily fix of chocolate chunk. Uh, but I've noticed something interesting here. There's another standard in Karenicity that we have to log in our Karen handbook. There's another Karen who started to freak out as well because Subway would not take a coupon for her cookie. Here it is. Yeah. Well, I can give you the number for a manager. That's my well, don't give me the cookies, but I'm gonna, I, okay, I could call there and tell them to make sure they give a cookie if it says free cookie in the coupon. You don't have to give it to you if you don't want to, it's just chocolate chip. It doesn't say a specific day or specific time. Wait, so yeah, but it says one coupon one, one, one per customer, right? Free cookie, they purchase one, chocolate chip. Yeah, so we can't give it to you with, with this purchase, but if you want to come in. It's on the coupon. Okay, look. I'm sorry, ma'am, you know but like. Do you know what? I will buy her cookie. Okay? You can put well, it. Well, did you want me to buy it? Okay. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't I will make sense, buy her cookie. It's a coupon. I'll buy her cookie. Okay? You can I was just trying to explain to you what it was. Okay. okay. So, can I have okay, a. Let her hand. Let me hand the oh, What the hell's wrong with you? Come on, we got children here. That's all right. I'll take the sandwich. Thank you. No, you cannot take the sandwich if you didn't pay for it. Okay. Why are you sitting there then? Then let the cookie go. Our research has uncovered that you have to keep Karen's away from chocolate chip cookies in a very similar way that you had to keep gremlins away from water after 12 midnight. All right, AB, thoughts here. Those cookies are dangerous, but um, <laughs> I guess the first Karen, he wanted them to work as hard as them pants is working to stay around the bottom of his waist. I see. No, you didn't. Do that. I did. They working real hard. <laughs> they working real hard. Let's go ahead and put up the picture. So we got the picture. That's good. Do we have the, okay. That's why you I ain't never seen nobody work that hard in my life. God we about to go to commercial now, AB. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me remind you to watch the watch list. Put the watch list on your watch list. The big homie J.R. Jackson brings you a remarkable breakdown of all of the news. He covers a lot. 12 p.m. Eastern Time weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific Time weekdays. 
Watch live daily and follow at facebook.com forward slash watch list TYT. And also subscribe at youtube.com forward slash watch list TYT, an amazing show. All right, Nasty Habits, Nasty Dragon says, I wish you Karen Wood the best segment on any TYT show. Well, thank you. We do it for you. All right. Shakita Ganai Beer Dragon, he wants service, service, service. To which I would have replied, bite me, bite me, bite me. <laughs> that would have been a great, that's called equal response. Okay. Uh, next TYT reporter, I would expect that from a five year old in an ice cream shop, but someone get you, Grandpa. Yes. Uh, Parking care, David Moore says, the community joined together to vanquish the evil Karen. Well, something like that. There you go. See, Michael Henson, I love chocolate chunk cookies too, but really? I can make my own. Yeah. Captain Pollywog Vanderbeef. The individual is important. However, America, America, far too individual individualist to a point. We have a country of petulant, petulant children. Collectivism shocks, uh, shocks not be scary. All right. Uh, Park and Karen, uh, dissident PM, when you declare ownership of an entire country, uh, a parking spot is no biggie. Not a big deal. Parking spot belongs to me. Okay. Anti Karens unite. You're screaming at employees at Walmart. Get out of here. Racist. Yes, it is. No, it's not. The United States doesn't have an official language, jackass. I don't have time to waste That's on colonizers. She told me, you. she told me to go back to where I came from. Your driving habit, you see that? Because we don't drive in Oregon. We're kind and we make space. Okay. And as someone who's from here as well, I'm so tired of people driving like you just did. All right, get on my face. Constant. Get on my face. Admit you're wrong and that it's not yeah. a race thing. Admit that you're driving I like you're wrong. You have a colonizer mindset. It's not about race. Yeah, tell me. Okay, there's more, uh, but here's the thing. Before I show you the rest of the video, uh, just understand that this was some traffic dispute. According to the male who's Native American, uh, the Karen in this story decided to tell him that he needs to basically go back to where he came from, which is a typical racial and racist trope utilized by Karens across the world. Uh, but then I thought it was quite interesting when this Karen said, if you want things to change, here's more. You Yeah, I don't know. Please, get out of my face. Why can't you 
just want you in my space. You're in my space. You got in my space. Get out. You're breathing my air. Tears and a fake white deal and a fake condescending look. There's you don't know the pain of my people. So get out! Get out! I'm gonna stand here with you until you walk away. I'm going to stand here with you until you walk away. Karen, you've been following the guy. He was walking, you followed him. We saw the video. We have it. We just played it. Ah, colonizer mindset. Wherever you go, you're supposed to be. Where other people are, they are not. There's more. Because what you did was wrong, and then you made it about race. And that's you told me, she told me to get back to where I came from. Where, which where am I from? I'm from one spring bread. Where she and her white colonizer mindset put me in. Oh, I don't care. Oh, I don't care. Put it on the internet. What is the reality? She told me to come back to where I came from just because I made a simple mistake. All right, uh, so this Karen uh, is trying to teach him a lesson about life and responsibility uh, and, and how not to talk about race. It's quite fascinating because what you see is truly an expression of significant and implicit and hyper aggressive bias all at work. And you see the enablers of this kind of action. Oh No, no, she, I don't think she meant it that way. Well. How did she mean it when she told the man to go back to where he came from? What, what, what does that mean? In what other context? He gave you an opportunity to explain, Karen, you did not. And the other person who defended you, he didn't know what you meant. He just obviously knows that it was not racist at all. Because the natural inclination is to simply ignore or defend racism. AB, thoughts on this? Yeah, I think sometimes white people talk so much that they just talk themselves into direct racism. Even if that wasn't her initial intention, the entitlement that has been displayed here. She felt entitled to her feelings and her disappointment with his behavior, but saw nothing wrong with how she was attacking him, how she was harassing him and why he feels the way that he feels. Her behavior was inappropriate as well. She could have walked away. She could have dead at the situation that she started and instigated. There were so many other options to this, but yes, she felt the need to deflect his feelings and play the white lady card, right? So you don't want to play the race card, but you played the white lady Karen card, where you want to seem like you are the victim in the situation. And let's be clear, just because you are calm. During a conversation does not mean you're not being condescending and does not mean that you're not being biased. They have confused that with being appropriate behavior. It's still wrong. You are absolutely spot on. All right. Giuliani, Lindsey Graham and others receive a subpoena to testify before grand jury in a criminal investigation against 
Donald J. Trump, former president of the United States. Let's put up the picture of the district attorney who is leading the effort in this investigation. Her name is Fonnie Willis. She is the DA of Fulton County in the state of Georgia. That's where the city of Atlanta is. The Georgia special grand jury is hearing evidence in an investigation into a possible 2020 election interference by former President Donald Trump and others connected to that interference. So now you have Senator Lindsey Graham and key members of Trump's legal team, including Rudy Giuliani and John Eastman have all been subpoenaed, all right, they're part of it. The special grand jury was impaneled this year to assist the Fulton DA in investigating the matter. So let me explain what this grand jury actually does. It is a special use grand jury, which means it has amazing powers and then it has limited powers. So one of the amazing powers that this kind of grand jury has in the state of Georgia is that it can basically investigate anything and anybody connected to the investigation initially. So you don't have to be the target of the investigation. If something comes up and they see that this is something they need to get more information about, they can then issue a subpoena and bring you in to testify on the oath. Now there's a great limit to this kind of special use grand jury. While it does have the ability to operate for 12 months at a time, which is a long time for a grand jury. It cannot actually indict. If they find information that is criminal, they then have to make a recommendation of criminal indictment to another grand jury. We will call that the normative grand jury in order for the indictment to take place. So this was a strategy obviously set out by the district attorney because Donald Trump tried to pressure Rappensberger, the Secretary of State Chief Elections Officer to overturn the election in a recorded phone call. So the grand jury, grand jury was a recent development in a long running investigation. Ms. Willis, the DA launched the criminal probe into Georgia's elections in February 2021, weeks after a recording of the Trump Raffensburger phone call leaked. She's since expanded the investigation to include fake GOP electors, Giuliani's testimony to state lawmakers and other efforts to pressure Georgia officials to act in Trump's favor. Now, here's a dynamic not really talked about. People are saying and the headlines are proclaiming that it was the DA who subpoenaed Giuliani, Lindsey Graham and others, that is not true. The special use grand jury has to submit a request to a judge if the individual lives out of state. Let's put up the picture of the judge, I actually happen to know this judge. The subpoenas were filed July 5th and signed by Fulton Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney, who was overseeing the special grand jury. They noted that all seven people were, and I quote, a necessary and material witness. Now that's important to understand. That means that according to the grand jury, these individuals are necessary and material to the criminal investigation into Donald Trump. All right, that's important. Unlike subpoenas issued to Georgians, the summons required the judge's signature because of the out of state factor. The subpoenas put more pressure on Trump's close associates. The 23 person special grand jury has already heard testimony in recent weeks from a parade of witnesses, including some who had direct contact with Trump and his associates in late 2020 and early 2021. But Tuesday's subpoenas are the closest jurors have gotten to the Trump campaign or inner circle of the former president, okay? 
this is going to be an interesting dynamic. Now, I said this from day one. If you investigate Trump, you have to investigate Lindsey Graham because Senator Lindsey Graham made the very same phone call to George officials about overturning the election. So in November 2020, a call between Lindsey Graham and Georgia Secretary of State, once again, Brad Raffensperger, played a major role in the subpoena. The subpoena said Graham, and I quote, made at least two telephone calls to Raffensperger and his staff. During the telephone calls, Julie Graham questioned Secretary Raffensperger and his staff about re-examining certain absentee ballots cast in Georgia in order to explore the possibility of a more favorable outcome for former President Donald Trump. Graham also made reference to allegations of widespread voter fraud in the November 2020 election in Georgia, consistent with public statements made by known affiliates of the Trump campaign, the subpoena said. The grand jury is able to weigh and consider statements made on the record outside of their official testimony, but they do need to get them on the oath for their investigation. All right, AB thoughts on this. Well, first of all, I'm not sure what else Giuliani has to lose. He done lost everything from his law license to the Beijing that they spray in his hair every week. <laughs> right. So that's gone. Um, but oh, I am great. Yeah, but I'm grateful that Bonnie is sticking to her pledge when she became DA of combating these gangs in the community because that's exactly what this is. What happens in the dark will come to the light. And so I'm glad that this is being investigated. I look forward to seeing how these subpoenas work out, if they're gonna dip and dodge them or if we're gonna actually see justice for this. But it's great to see someone in this type of leadership position to stand up for the democracy of our country while others are just letting it fall by the wayside. So. Shout out to Fani for that. It's going to be interesting to see if they subpoena Donald Trump himself. Remember, the Constitution does not allow any special protection for a former president of the United States. He is just as indictable as anyone else, no protection whatsoever. Here's another dynamic that's going to be interesting to see. And this, this is an interplay with the current US Supreme Court. One of the claims from Giuliani during his proclamation in front of the Georgia legislature was that they could actually submit a different slate of electors by state law. Which means to ignore the will of the voter and submit a different slate of electors that would in fact vote for Trump to be president. Which is obviously antithetical to democracy. But here's what's interesting. The US Supreme Court, they are currently reviewing a case right now that would allow states to do exactly that legally, legally. So they're looking at a case right now that would basically say the state has so much control that even if they decide to go against the will of the voters in their state, it will be legally permissible for the lawmakers to do so, for the governor to do so, all right, so that ruling uh, is yet to come. We have more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Okay. Don't forget Twitchuation Room, Francesca. Uh, that's coming up. Wednesdays, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Twitch.tv forward slash TYT. It is an amazing and engaging show. All right, TYT member Anti Karen Shakita Ganai Beer Dragon says, I once witnessed a racist ass tell my Korean American friend get told to go back where you came from. His response was epic. No, 
I don't really like Kentucky. <laughs> uh, C. Michael Henson. Uh, to the Karen, and thank you, uh, C. Michael. To the Karen from Kenny Rogers, you have to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and, and know when to shut your mouth. Sorry, I changed that last part. You sure did there. Uh, Gucci Mane, don't fall for the passive aggressive racist attitude. I mean, she said, I'm going to stand here until you walk away. All right, that's how non racist I am. Uh, Michael, thank you, Michael. Welcome to Double Doser, Michael. Big ups to you, man. Thank you so much for that. Um, Twitch, John F. McDropout. I'm going to colonize this space until you apologize to me. That's the attitude. Yes. All right. Um, out of damn control. Newsmax host says we own the moon and how dare China try to go to it, basically. Here it is. And finally, did you see this story? It definitely was, it made me say, wait, what? China's National Space Administration may be planning a takeover of the moon as part of its military space program. According to our NASA administrator, Bill Nelson, he acknowledged that the American Space Administration has in fact been very concerned about China's landing on the moon and its agenda of hacking the moon, hijacking the moon, hijacking the moon. China, sheesh, you could go out in this swine. You want everything. First our technology, next our meat processors. Now you want our moon, our moon. I said it, we were there first. We planted our flag, our moon. We'll gladly rent you some space for all your damn factories. Hell, you probably own our moon debt in a few years anyway. Yeah, because when America puts a flag in the ground, damn it, it belongs to America. That's how colonization works. It is fascinating. That this particular host, um, Eric Bowling, is able to clearly identify colonizing dynamics as it relates to another country, but totally blind to the reality that America has been the world's, let's say, most inappropriate colonizer. AB, thoughts here? Yeah, um, in order to own something, you have to have the legal right to possess it, right? use it and enjoy it. And I don't know where we got those legal rights from. But I mean, at this point, if that's all it takes is to put down a flag, then I say we go put down a couple flags. I don't know, Black Lives Matter, maybe some TYT flags in his front yard. Let's own it. It's ours. That's, right. that's how we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna get a bunch of flags. We're going to start putting them around different properties in America mm-hmm. and just claim um, just like the moon, we now own this property. It's a great idea, AB. All right, um, ducking donuts in a pickle. Uh, really interesting. They had a white only announcement. Uh, let's just go ahead and put it up. All right. So, Dunkin' Donuts, located in Cranston, Rhode Island, decided to announce a celebration for 30 years at their location and offer a giveaway of a year of free coffee. However, the Facebook post said it was only open to white residents only. So this is the original post obtained from WJAR News. We've highlighted the portion of importance here. It says and I quote, open to white Cranston, Rhode Island residents. That's what it said. So obviously people saw this, they were outraged. Um, and they declared, obviously, this is racist. Um, so Dunkin' Donuts, they were clear in their rebuttal. Uh, they said it was actually a mistake and the giveaway was open to everybody. They said, and I quote, it's an unfortunate mistake. It's an embarrassing mistake, 
according to Kelsey Chester, who's the field marketing manager for Dunkin. She says the Facebook post was copied from a similar coffee giveaway in White Plains, New York. When the word Plains was replaced with Cranston, the word white was never deleted, all right? The celebration went on as planned. Uh, the first 100 customers, regardless of race, did in fact receive free coffee. Uh, we have been able to verify that. Here's a photo of the festivities. Boom, there it is, all right? Regulars of the Duncan have also stated that they have accepted the explanation for the post. It's too racially diverse in there and it's just, that's just not how, that's not how things roll. According to Shelly Ramsey, who is a regular at the location. This is the best Dunkin' Donuts location ever, according to Arletta, who's also a regular. Now, did they give you all free coffee to say that? I'm kidding, all right? I actually think this was a mistake, even if somebody was trying to be um, silly, it did not represent the spirit of the company. That's not what they wanted to portray, uh, but at the end of the day, the residents, uh, the black residents in particular, uh, they were okay with the explanation from Duncan. But it did create a firestorm on social media. AB, thoughts on this one? Well, this is why we have proofreaders, right? <laughs> this is why <laughs> someone should be checking the post before Somebody. we put them out. I mean, mistakes happen, you know, and we can let it go, but I'm glad it was addressed in a way it wasn't just, you know, pacified. But let's also remember that. Um, the corporation is separate from that store. You may have a diverse corporation or a diverse store and not a diverse corporate thought. So mm. just want to keep those two things separate, but I'm glad they got it fixed. Yeah, uh, agreed 100%. Okay, uh, let's go back to Rhode Island. Uh, we have a black uh, uh, senator who is being targeted by the GOP for twerking. All right, here's the video. Vote Senator Mac. All right, that's Senator Mac. All right, Senator Mac um, did that on her personal um, social media page. All right, uh, obviously the GOP they are outraged by this. How dare she? All right, now keep in mind the same people who are criticizing the good senator who has a great legislative record, a great policy. Platform. The same people who are criticizing her have no words for individuals like Matthew Gates, the congressman out of Florida, who is under investigation for trafficking a minor, or Marjorie Taylor Greene, who keynotes at white nationalist rally, or even Donald Trump, who openly says he simply grabs women by the you know what. No words for them. All right, let's get into it. Let's put up a picture. This is basically in her work attire. Tiara Matt. In Rhode Island, Rhode Island's first openly queer and woman senator. She stands for issues including more inclusive sex education and diversity. Many GOP social media accounts took this fun video as a serious ask for votes. Rhode Island Senator, let's put up the tweet. Rhode Island Senator Tiara Mack, a Democrat, made this video encouraging people to vote for her. She also sponsored a bill for teaching kids. Queer inclusive pleasure based sex ed. So that's their misdirection here. There is a demand online by right wing Twitter users for state senator leaders to address Max video. 
uh, but it's most likely a hard reach to shut her down in the election. So Mac ran and defeated the incumbent Harold Metz. This was in the 2020 Democratic primary. She won the 2020 general election in a landslide victory, beating her opponent by over 5,000 votes. Mac is now running for re-election. Rhode Island's primary election is set for September 13th, 2022. Supporters for a Republican running in the same district latched onto the outrage, seizing the moment to try to gain more followers because Gasp, the queer black elected official was, should I say, twerking. Various accounts filled her social media with comments about how they would not vote for her or that she should not be reelected. Mac was unbothered by the false outrage and tweeted this in response. Damn, twerking upside down really makes the conservative unhinged internet accounts pop off on a Monday. She then continued to flip the script wondering why this video of her twerking on her day off was in the news and not anything else significant she's done in her career in the actual legislature. Another tweet, Senator Mack said, can the media cover any policy wins had by the youngest black state senator in Rhode Island? Question mark. And then the follow up tweet, as a black queer woman, you should all know the answer is no. Let them carry on their narrative. Me, I'm going to be joyful, free, and unbothered. That's the spirit. That's how you do it. All right. Um, very thankful, by the way, for her legislative leadership. Uh, and honestly, I'm thankful for the twerk video, to be frank with you. All right. AB, thoughts here? I'm here for it. Make it clap, Mac. Go ahead. I loved it. I'm totally here for it. Um, I think that. Look, controversy sells, sex sells, and in this genre, this area, you gotta do what you gotta do to get people to pay attention, okay? What we are learning is that people are enjoying the new energy and activity of these younger leaders. Let's also not forget that she is a very accomplished black woman, Ivy League student, right? Um, she is doing great things. And I also think this particular uh, video, it supports her platform and her base, which she is fighting for, right? Like the liberation of sex, the liberation of um, you know, how we love and think issues that are coming up in our Supreme Court right now, right? So I'm here for it. I think it was appropriate for what she has going on and for the issues that she fights for. And y'all just mad because y'all can't do it too. And I need some lessons. Make it clap, Matt. Thank you. There it is. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Okay. Marcy or Marcia Jones, the moon don't belong to you, Karen. Yeah, Bernie and DJV, I think these type of guys hang with the pillow guy. <laughs> yes. All right, Twitch, um, Divolve. I think the low point in my puppeteering career was rocking one of those costumes. Bad gig, <laughs> those things are hot, talking about. Mr. Duncan, all right, okay, um, I got a question for everybody. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face, it's not hard. 
And sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. Oh, there's more. Here it is. You may be wondering, what is all of this about? Well, we do have the insight here. This is about that person being anti-LGBTQ. The reason he wanted to fight, the reason he jumped in the water is because the male he was trying to fight had two friends with him who were two women kissing. And he said, if you pass by my property again, kissing, there's going to be problems. And so the guy brushed it off, they continued to have fun. And then the hatred, the bigotry inside of the male who jumped in the water simply could not contain itself. And he literally wanted to fight another person because two individuals on a paddle boat in water happen to kiss each other. AB, fascinating, insane. The only problem I saw was him having a problem keeping himself up in that water. <laughs> Cuz he wasn't strong enough for the current that was coming. It's I mean, stay out of people business, <laughs> leave them alone. If you don't like it, you could go in the house. They're not in your property, they're not bothering you. They are living their best life. Maybe if you got a few kisses from time to time, you wouldn't be so angry. So share love, everybody, this, this is That's ridiculous. Right. That's right, and you gotta think about how deep this goes. Literally somebody who's passing by your home, you feel as if you have the right to regulate their activity between each other. It's just utterly ridiculous. And listen, if you if you don't wanna be exposed to it, if you don't wanna see it, you don't need to, you really don't need to be in a societal construct whatsoever. You need to go in a cave, a silo, somewhere else, and just stay far away from civilization. Because this is civilization, this is how it works. Okay, I'm not surprised, UK cops swapped racist text messages, very racist text messages about Meghan Markle. 
let's put up a picture of these police officers, okay? Officers PC Sukdev Jir on the left, PC Paul Heffert Center, and former officer Richard Hammond on the right. All three, let's keep the pictures up, all three failed to challenge and or report the other on the WhatsApp group after receiving the offensive messages. The WhatsApp group was called, but they promised and was active between January and December of 2018. This is now coming to the forefront. The allegations amount to gross misconduct, which will result in officers being sacked if they are proven. According to Vishal Misra of the Metro Police, all of the content and the log is submitted to be explicitly racist, homophobic, sexist, and Islamophobic. Vishal Misra quiz PCG about a meme. Let's put the meme up that showed the image of a toy that was captioned a sneak preview at Megan's wedding dress. Responding to this PC jeer said he did not find this funny even at the time, okay? This is a black fictional character characterized by black skin, eyes rimmed with white big red lips and frizzy hair. You've seen this imagery common also in America, all right? Racism is an international dynamic. A global sport, so to speak. In the 19th century, a book that it originates from, the doll was described as a horrid sight, okay? Uh, the blackest known, it was also called, let's put it back up again, and has since represented a racist caricature of black people across Europe and Australia. So everybody is aware this is racist. Nobody can say, oh, I had no idea. This was something racist, okay? Nobody can make that claim. The panel heard that PCG posted an image of a young boy in a hoodie captioned as, and I quote, monkey in the jungle and superimposed with an image of a penis. Another meme was put to PC Heffert who showed two black men lying next to two white women. It was captioned, Girls trip to Jamaica, one came back pregnant, the other came back with syphilis. Just kidding, they're both still missing, what's the post? Question on uh, as to why that was funny, he replied and I quote, in general, Jamaica is known to be a safe place to go out, to not be a safe place to go out on your own. There is quite a big gang community there and they do kidnap people. So it's just a little play on words, just a silly meme. Nothing more, nothing less. So what do we see here? We see not only the same level of racism, the same vitriol against an individual that is supposedly celebrated. I said from day one, they're not gonna celebrate Meghan Markle, all right? The police officers are showing their racism. And the irony is some of them are people of color. Some of the officers involved actually are darker than me, engaged in this kind of racist rhetoric not only against Meghan Markle, that's kind of the microcosm. The macrocosm is the fact they hold these attitudes generally about people of color. And it extends beyond simply one person. Now, think about it this way. If a police officer who has significant public trust, they literally have a license to kill. 
if they hold these biases internally, do you not think they permeate these biases in their external action toward those around them? Of course it does. That bias is indoctrinated and ingrained, it is instilled. Now, one thing I do appreciate about this more so than the typical American police department is that you don't see the same level of defense from those in local power. This is an operation of exposure. Now we have covered cases like this where in the UK, it was the opposite. So I'm not saying the UK has figured it out. What I am saying that in this case, they are exposing individuals who are involved. They do have a due process dynamic, they're going through that due process now. But once again, international racism, all right? AB thoughts here. So is this what Prince Charles meant when he said he recently learned about how slavery has affected black people and mm. you know the responsibility that you know they had on this? Um, let's be real. Let's think about who came over to what country and not only stole the land, but took their women and raped them and brought them diseases. Let's not forget what people went over to a particular continent and kidnapped people and then imported them into a onto another country that they had previously stolen and forced them into labor. Let's be real about what we have going on here. This is exactly why we need to teach critical race theory in school. Yeah. Because these are the lessons that you will learn. You know, and, and I've said this now. I say, you know, the problem is not that we teach it, the problem is we don't. Uh, critical race theory should be taught in K through 12 education. And here's another dynamic. We know about revisionist history where the dominating social structure will write or rewrite history in a way that's favorable to them. We see it happening right now, even in places like Texas, right? Where Texas has created a law, Senate Bill 2, that says you cannot teach slavery in a particular context anymore. And so the recommendation was made to teach slavery as involuntary relocation. The reason why I bring that up is because there's no other law that prohibits an educator from teaching the truth or teaching history, except as it relates to slavery. And so this recommendation was made to the Texas Board of Education and it says, okay, we no longer want to say slavery. We recommend that you say involuntary relocation. Think about it this way, AB, you're a law student, I'm a law student. Would we ever call a person robbing a bank uh, involuntary relocation of the money. Like we would never even consider to massage the language in such a way. But we literally have laws being passed in order to not just water down the history of, of our country, but to literally change it at its core. What are your thoughts on that? No, I totally agree with you. We are disassociating the reality of um, why these laws were put in place and who they are meant to victimize and who they are meant to up, uplift. Um, but like you said, we see this in contextual history all the time. They change the narrative, they use wordplay to um, mitigate the damage that they are doing and the reality of the crimes that we, they are committing. And it's it's a scary place to be in, but this is why we have to take to the polls and we have to be vigilant. And this is why we need leaders who are willing to spread the information in the correct and accurate way. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, America is a policy-based country. Uh, while economy is extremely important, um, having uh, access to education is very important. Remember, everything that we experience basically is based on a policy, all right? When we drive down the street to our interaction with law enforcement, even our access to
to various opportunities in the marketplace. It comes down to a policy. All policies are passed, maybe not written, maybe not originated, but they are passed by a politician at some point, okay? So when we talk about participating in democracy as an election standard, we're not talking about voting for personalities. We're not talking about vote because you like somebody. We're not talking about vote because um, somebody told you to. We're talking about vote because there's a policy issue in front of you. And that policy issue can create possibly a better life for you and your family or a worse one. A better life for you and the community you love or a worse one. And this is such a dogmatic issue that those on the right, they are literally creating policies so that people who are willing to manipulate the vote count are in place to do so. Because they know it's not only about who cast the ballot, but it's also about who counts them. And they are creating a strategy right now to be in position to overturn elections in general. And remember, two or three years ago, AB, two or three years ago, legislatures, Republican-led legislatures across this country, state governments, they passed trigger laws. They said, okay, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, these laws are going to go into effect. Many Democrats were sleeping on that saying, ah, Roe v. Wade will never be overturned, fine. Even a couple of Democrats voted for the damn thing, thinking Mm -hmm. and saying on the record, they'll never get Roe v. Wade overturned, so it's a non-impact rule. Well, guess what? They knew AB, they knew it was going to be overturned. They didn't pass these trigger bans 20 years ago. They passed them two, three, and some even one year ago. All right, I let you get the final closing words here. Now, I'll just say that this is the very thing that Thomas Jefferson warned us about when they drafted the Constitution, right? And when they drafted the amendments is that you will have people who will not want to give up their power, right? We will have leadership that does not represent the people. And people are generally, even if they have the option to vote out leadership, right? If it is not used properly, they probably won't use it. And so these are the things we need to, when we're talking about historical context, we're talking about our Constitution, we're talking about our right to vote, these are the issues that are founders actually addressed in our constitution that we should probably be paying attention to as opposed to the nonsense that keeps coming down the food chain. Yeah, AB, always a pleasure having your insight on Indisputable. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Thank you so much, you can follow me, I am Legally Hype. I'm on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, follow me. Thank you all, thank you so much for having me again. Thank you, Uh, the Twitchuation Room is next, remember, Take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.